Hey, welcome to church, everybody. Isn't that awesome? This is going to be the best year yet. Can you believe that 2017 has flown through and we're just sitting here on New Year's Eve and it's just crazy that everything's happened this whole year. So the title of my message today is going to be The Year in Review. And if you're listening to any radio, watching any television, everybody's doing the year in review. So the political stuff is all, this has happened, and this scandal happened, and that thing happened, and all this stuff, and then this celebrity did this, and that celebrity did that, and you see it almost ad nauseum. It's like, I'm almost done. I don't want to see it. I'm ready for 2018. I stop hearing about 2017. But that's not what I'm looking at. I'm not going to rehash even what happened in our church life this year, but I want to turn it personal. I want us to look inside each one of us. I want to ask you, what did 2017 hold for you? What decisions did you make in 2017 that you wish that you could go back and change? If we had a time machine that you could just go crawl in, you're like, take me back to this day that I can go back and go, okay, don't say that. Don't do that. Don't make this decision. What would that be? I think we all have those things that we wish that we could change. We all have those things that, oh, I wish that that hadn't happened. And, you know, sometimes we can look at it and say that those are just like opportunities or struggles or problems or however you want to say it. And they kind of come from two places I want to suggest to you. Number one is bad seeds. The Bible says God is not mocked. What you sow, you will reap. So if you sow some bad seeds, you're going to have the harvest that comes from those seeds. But then there could be other things that are opposition. Number two, those are the, uh, that's the other thing I want to suggest to you. So if you said, man, I want to change this. I want to break out of this. I don't want to be this person anymore. I want to change this about my life. There's all of those struggles, that opposition that's trying to pull you back down into that gutter. Pull you back down into that ditch going, no, 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 you can't get away from that. You can't break away from that. You can't change. There's always those things, those oppositions that'll come against us. Perhaps it's even doors that we opened. You know, we we struggle with this like, well, man, I didn't mean to open that door, but I did open that door. Well, we're going to look at what happened in 2017. And next month, in the month of January, all month long, the sermon series is going to be surrounding guardrails. Now, everyone has driven and seen the guardrails that's on the side of the road, the, the you know, funky little shape metal thing that goes on. You all know what I'm talking about. And we're going to be talking about that for the entire month and, and how we should have guardrails in our lives and what the purpose of guardrails are and how it applies to us. And I'm so excited about it. I'm tempted to kind of go into that right now. But I'm not. i got to just hold it back and just put it there. But it's going to be a great time if you ever want to invite somebody to come to church. Because January 1, everyone starts their New Year's resolutions. And even if I was talking, as I was talking to somebody this last week myself, I was like, hey, what's 2018 going to be different than 2017? And what are you going to do different? How are you going to do it a little bit different? And what are you going to do? And, and as we talked through it, they, they said, well, you know, I really want to go to church. I didn't go to church in 2017. I really want to go to church in 2018. And I'm like, man, that's a good decision. This is a time that people would look at changing and maybe going back to church. So guardrails is going to be a good 
I believe, message series that you can bring them to and they'll understand it. It'll make sense. They'll go, aha, that's going to work for me. So there you have that. If you'll open your Bibles with me to Luke chapter 6, starting with verse 47. This is Jesus talking. And he says, I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. So Jesus says, hey, people are coming to me. They're kind of following at my feet. They're listening now what's going on, but then they follow it. Have you ever had somebody come to you and say, hey, what do you think I should do here? And you spend the time, you spend the energy, you say, I think you should do this, and I think this would be helpful to you. And then they turn and they go the other way, and they don't do it. And you're like, man, I just wasted my breath. I just tried to help you, and man, you didn't even care. Jesus is saying, this is what it's like when someone comes, listens, and then follows it. The next verse says, it is like a person building a house who digs deep, and lays the foundation in solid rock. Now, when I was growing up, my dad built our house that is still there today. and It's on the top of a hill, and it's solid rock. You see dirt, but it only goes down maybe that far, maybe a little bit deeper in some other places. But in other places, just you can see the rock. It's on top of a hill. And to get the house anchored, he had to dig down deep. He had a jackhammer and dig down into the rock and then concrete and put metal rods and everything in there. And it, it just really had to dig deep to lay that foundation in the solid rock. And so when I read this scripture, it really reminds me of that. And that house is still standing well today because it's built and solid into that solid rock. It says, when the floodwaters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it is well built. But remember, this is Jesus saying, hey, this is what it's like when someone hears what I'm teaching and follows it. It's as if you put your life on solid foundation in the solid rock, dug in deep, and it is well built. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house without a foundation and when the floodwaters come against, sweeping against that house, it will collapse into a heap of ruins. So my question to you this morning is, which one of those scenarios describes your 2017? I think we all have situations where we say, man, I did some good things. I did some things that I, I made right choices. and I'm really happy that this thing turned out. But there's some other things that I didn't listen as well as I could have listened I didn't do as much as I could have done. I could have done this better. Which one describes your 2017? Hebrews 12, verse 1, Paul writes this. I believe Paul wrote Hebrews, so you've got to follow with me. That's what I believe. If you want to believe something different, that's fine. Hebrews 12 says, Let us lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Well, encumbrance is a really big word, but I've got it highlighted here, and, and then it goes on to say, and the sin. But I went and looked it up in the Greek version of the Bible, so it's that exact word and what it really means. And it really means bulk. Every bulk. Now, as we're standing right on the beginning of 
2018, tomorrow's January the 1st. Everyone, to my oldest son's delight, is going to be looking to get a gym membership because they've got bulk on their, their body and they're like, man, I got to get rid of this. And New Year's resolution, I'm going to get a gym membership. And my son Alec was so happy about that because then they'll have their sales increase. And, and, but then people don't really stick to it. But anyway, that's another story. Um, but you've got the bulk that's on it's like, oh, this thing is just kind of like weighing me down. I really like to get rid of this. And sin literally means failure. So the bulk that I carry around that's kind of weighting me down, that extra few pounds maybe from Christmas or from Thanksgiving or maybe all year long, you know, that just kind of is just hanging on. It's like, oh, I really don't have the energy I used to have. That bulk in the natural can also be in our lives. How about those failures, those things that, man, I, I tried or maybe I didn't try or I should have studied for that test and I didn't study for that test and I thought I knew it and I, really, if I boil it down to it, I'd have to say that was a fail. If I looked at this decision that I made and, and I thought everything's going to turn out right and I thought it'd be okay, the way it turned out, I'd have to say is a fail. The failure and the bulk which so easily entangles us. Entangles us means literally circling around about us. I thought about your mind and just the things that just swirl in our mind sometimes. Our mind could just go around in circles and circles and circles and we don't get anywhere because we're going around in circles. But it goes on, let us lay aside that bulk. Let us lay aside past failures because it can easily make us get lost in a circle and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Question, what is bulk in your life for 2017? What is that thing that's just kind of there that, man, I really need to just let that go. I need to go to the gym and just really work that out. What are the failures that you can point to in 2017. Those things you go, man, if I could get in that time capsule and go back and I would change that failure into a different decision. What is those things that just kind of circle your mind and make you lose track of where you're at? Thinking about when I was in junior high and high school, ran track and you'd go out to the track and you'd get down in that position and then you'd get down the starter blocks and, and everybody's lining up there. No, I'm not going to get in that position here now, but I want to make sure I can still get up. But it, it, you're in that position. Imagine everybody else is there and instead of in that position, you're just going around and your head's swirling around in circles. You're not going to go anywhere in that race. But it says run that race with endurance. I can't think of that scripture and the running a race and endurance. I can't think of that without thinking back to a past experience I had when I went to the police academy. And they made us run and get physical conditioning going on as if we're going to have to chase bad guys or something. I mean, it's kind of stupid. Of course you need to do physical conditioning. But they made us go and run around the school buses at the technical college we were at. And so they have all the school buses lined up here at the end, and we'd have to go run laps around. That's the most boring thing in the world. You don't see anything changing and just like, but you see the end of the school buses, and here I'm in the higher 
eldest of, I'm older than most people there. And, you know, I'm like, well, you know, I'm just, I'm kind of older. So I don't, you know, I, I'm not as good a shape as the 18, 19 year olds. And well, it's okay. And, you know, so I'd run and then I get winded. I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to walk for a little bit. And then I'll pick it back up and I'll run a little bit more. And there's two guys that were always in the top, Willie and Warren. And Warren was number two, typically. And, and he got hurt midway through and so instead of being the front of the pack he's at the back of the pack with me and and he's there and you know he's running beside me he goes hey man I'm just gonna hang with you for a little bit so I'm running with him and you know we're just kind of chatting a little bit and I got to the end of the school bus to the first lap I'm like oh yeah I'm winded I'm gonna I'll catch up with you later he goes oh Kevin come on come on come on he goes man let's just turn this corner we can look you can do it you can do it come on you can do it just just run to the end of the school bus I'm like Okay, so instead of stopping and walking, I'll keep going with you. So I'm running along there, and we get to the other end. Guess what he said? Hey, let's just turn the corner, and you can, you can make it to the next one. You can make it to the next one. I'm like, no, I really can't. I really need to walk, and, and I just really want to do this. He's like, come on, come on, come on, come on. So guess what? I end up running with Warren, and I made it there, and then we turned the corner. Guess what he wanted to do again? And, and his encouragement... Before you know it, I was running the whole time, never walking. In fact, when we did our physical conditioning testing at the end, I tested above my percentile, and just blew my percentile away with my age group, but I actually finished fourth of even the 18-year-olds. I blew some of them away as well. I finished, why? Because Warren came alongside me when I thought I was going to quit, when I thought I didn't have anything more left in me, he taught me to dig deep to keep going. That's endurance. But isn't that what we're supposed to do with one another? Isn't that why we're better together? Isn't that when it's great, when you've got a war and this says, Kevin, you can do this. Come on, just stay with me. We got this. I'm just going to make it to that corner. And I don't know about anything else, but okay, we made around that corner. Okay, I can keep going. Before you know it, your life is different. So my question is, How's 2018 going to be different than 2017? It's a question I'm asking everyone. Everyone that I have the privilege of speaking into their lives and talking to and just have conversations over dinner or here or there conversations. How's 2018 going to be different for you? What are you going to do different? You know the definition of insanity, right? It's doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So if I keep doing the same things I did in 2017, then 2018 is going to look identical to it because I'm going to keep getting the same results. It's going to look like 2016 and 2015, and I've got to do something different in my life to get different results. How about those things that were amazing in 2017? Can we do more of that? Can we have more of the good stuff, the good choices we did? Can we do more? Can we live more? There's a couple of scriptures that if you hang around here very long at all, you'll hear me use those over and over again. They're some of my favorites because I believe they're just, they really speak to me and I I want them to speak to you as well. John 10.10 is one of those. Jesus says, I've come that they, meaning me, meaning you, may have life and have it to the full. You may have life and have it to the full. Living a full life. That doesn't mean that there's not going to be struggles. That doesn't mean there's not going to be opportunities. But it's life lived 
to the full. In the NLT, it says, my purpose, Jesus says, is to give them a rich and satisfying life. I had a good life. 2017 had some really good things, and and I made some good choices, but can I tell you, I want more. I want more of a rich and satisfying life. I want life lived to the full even more. So my challenge to you this morning is, can we be all in for 2018? Michael's already talked about the one-year Bible, and this is actually Kathy's. I bought this for Kathy, and I've been using this for example, so I'm going to give it to Kathy in just a moment. But can we just plug in and starting tomorrow, can we just open up to January 1 and read where it says Genesis 1-1 in the beginning, God, and then just read through the, the Psalm and the proverb that's there, and then January 2, can we read January 2 in here? It's super simple and super easy because it's laid out here, but can we be all in and just, man, I'm going to give God a shot. I'm going to try God and give him one year of my life. 52 weeks. I'm just going to jump in and say, God, I'm going to go all in and I'm going to see what this year looks different than last year. Michael Zari also talked about the 21 days of prayer and fasting. And, and the good thing about pr- the prayer time we have here every morning at 6 o'clock is you can read your, your one-year Bible there. And there's 15 minutes you can carve out there and you can read your Bible. It only takes like 15 minutes a day to read today's scriptures in the one-year Bible. It's really, really wonderful. But the 21 days of prayer, man, it's like... Man, I don't know about that. I, you know, that's kind of early in the morning. And let me tell you, I'm not a morning person, but it's amazing what happens in our life when we put God first. And fasting, are you kidding me? I like meals. I like all these things that, you know, I don't want to give that up. And I haven't decided yet myself which what I'm going to fast. And I have another week to decide, but it's probably going to be sugar, which really hurts me a lot because that's sweet tea. And I'll miss my sweet tea. And and probably not going to eat meat. That's, I really like the way meat tastes. And, and my wife says I'm whining when I say that. But, you know, it, it's good for us. The Bible says when you fast. It doesn't say if you fast or if you think about fasting. It says when you fast. It's something we should do and it's very healthy for us as well. How about small groups? We're talking about small groups going to be launching in a few weeks. Maybe you can get plugged into a small group or Perhaps you're even supposed to start a small group. Small groups aren't about just adding something else to your life. It's taking what you're already doing in your life and adding God to it. Of course, tithing and giving. And, you know, that's something else that we do that's it's part of God's principles. And I'm not talking about that, but it, it's one of those things. Can, can I be all in and see what God does this week, next week? All 52 weeks. In 2018, can this be the year that I know God better? See, everything that we have in our church is all surrounding knowing God, number one. Knowing God. I had a conversation with someone last week, and it it really kind of almost was an argument. He was going back and forth with me. It's really challenging. It's wonderful. But he's like, no, you got to tell people they've got to do this. And no, you you can't love God's rules until you love God. And you can't love God until you know him. It all surrounds a relationship. But even if I know God, 
It's not just saying the prayer one time. It's about developing that relationship and getting to know God. Can I know God better? Of course I can. Can I go deeper with God? Of course I can. I know my wife better each day. And I go deeper and deeper in knowing who she is. And and likewise, back and forth, it's that same kind of relationship. Can I find freedom? Can I find more freedom in 2018 to get rid of the things in my past, those things that would be bulk that's trying to hold me down? Can I discover my purpose in 2018 even greater? The growth track is coming up, and that's a great opportunity for you to find out why God created you and how he created you and and the strengths and the talents and the gifts that he's given you. We're doing a little bit different this, this year. You also heard Michael talk about that, that we're going to do step one and step two on the last Wednesday of this month, and then the next week we're going to do the other two. Can you be all in? Can this be the year? And lastly, to make a difference, to leave your mark on the people around you. Legacy. Leaving something of you that's substantial to those people around you. Every year we do this, and I love this. Michael's going to come hand these out, and I encourage you to take two. But these are a prayer request for 2018. And it says really simply, I'm believing God for, there's a bunch of blank lines for you to say. This is what I'm believing God for. And I ask you to take two, Because we're going to give you an envelope as well that you're going to seal up. And we're going to keep them here with your permission, sealed. We're going to put them in the basket. And every Saturday we're going to pray over them. We have no idea what's in them. It's just between you and God. And then 21 days of prayer. I'm going to pray over them every day. And I might not know what Lenore wrote in there, but I can hold the envelope with Lenore's name on it and say, God, I don't know what Lenore wrote, but Lord, I pray that you would accomplish these things this year I'm going to give you a couple of minutes to to spend some time thinking about this and this isn't necessarily New Year's resolutions but it's God this is what I'm believing you for and I'm asking you for for this year so there's pins in the seat back in front of you I'm going to give you just a couple of minutes so you can just focus and, and put what you want in there
give you just like one more minute. Then we're going to collect these up. If you're not done, we're not going to take them out of your hand, though. Michael's going to pass around some envelopes. Bring me one too, please, Michael. So I ask you to just put your list inside there. Seal it up and write your full name on the outside because a year from now, we, we don't know how many Hannahs we'll have, how many Jennifers we'll have, how many Lenores. Probably not that many Lenores. I've only met one, two, actually. With your permission, we're going to keep these, and as I said, we're going to pray over them. And next year at this service, we're going to give them back to you. And when you open it up, it's going to be amazing to see what God has done in the past year. It's always amazing to read last year's prayer request and see, man, I forgot I even put that on there. Look, I forgot all about that, but God did this, and it's just really, really amazing. I don't know where she did with them. Is she not here? What's that? No. Oh, they're right here. Michael. Michael. She laid them here on the pulpit so we could see them. My thoughtful wife. So again, as I was asking, if you can just put your full name first and last on the outside. Seal them up really good. Michael, may I have one too, please? I should have took one when it was up here. the last time I licked an envelope I usually have those soft sticky things alright will you bow your heads and close your eyes with me for a moment 
the greatest thing we can do in 2018 to start it off. I already mentioned it is no God. And I don't know where you find yourself. I know we have a lot of people watching online and a lot of people listen to our podcasts from all over the world and people are here and people are watching the stream. Many people aren't able to get out because of the, the roads and so there's multiple places, multiple ways you could be hearing my voice right now and I don't know where it finds you. You might say, I, I've never actually made a commitment to God. I've never accepted Jesus. I've never received him. Or you might say, I've done that before, but if I'm honest, I'm far from God. And this knowing God, I really do want to be all in. Today could be my day. That would be amazing. So I'm going to give you an opportunity in just a moment to pray a prayer. It's all about starting a relationship. Same way I started a relationship with my wife. Got to know her. I was introduced to her. I want to introduce you to my best friend. And it's between you and him. It's private. So we're not going to embarrass anybody. We're not going to ask anybody to come up front. We're not going to ask you to stand in front of the church. It's between you and him. It's a private, personal relationship. But I'm just going to help you with the words if that's you today. If you want to say, count me into that. Whether you're here, whether you're around the world another state it's really amazing all the different people that are listening to this just simply say this say God in heaven thank you for sending your son to die in my place to pay for my sins so I don't have to I want 2018 to be different and I want to be all in I ask you to forgive me for living my life without you. Please forgive me. I surrender everything to you, Jesus. Be the Lord of my life. Be number one. And the best way I know how, I'm going to live for you with all my heart. Today I give you my life. Father God, I just pray for everyone who made that first time or decision again. Lord, that I know you immediately accepted that prayer. And Lord, even if we don't understand all of the things, we don't have to understand all of the Bible, we don't have to understand all of theology. It's just simply like when I met my wife. I didn't know anything about her, but I was introduced to her. And I began getting to know her. Lord, I pray that as we start 2018 tomorrow, tonight at midnight, that we're all in, that, Lord, we get to know you better. Lord, that we'll read our Bible. Lord, we'll participate in 21 days of prayer. We'll, Father, we'll do all the things to develop a relationship with you. Lord, I speak a blessing over everyone here. Lord, I thank you for it what you're doing. Jesus, then we pray.